0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Most importantly, this is the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the world. Well, today's episode is certainly, uh, well, let's put it mildly, it's absolutely random. Because as I came across this in the most random way, I saw this as a quite a random opportunity. Here we go. And I really honestly could not help it. I felt the need to address this particular situation. So now let's have at it. We all know the infamous bump that Rikishi took in that infamous Hell in a Cell back in Armageddon in the year 2000. As a matter of fact, it wasn't just a regular Hell in a Cell match. It was a six-man Hell in a Cell match. (coughs) You know, (coughs) excuse me. You know, when it comes to Rikishi, certainly a unique and iconic character from the Attitude era. You know, and, and when you think of Rikishi, like obviously we all know what comes to mind, right? Not so much that we, not not so much the big butt, but you know, of course, the stink face. <laughs> but I, I and I gotta tell you, like when you relive those moments as well, you know, it's uh, of course the the dances in the in the mat after the matches, which I felt were so magical. I'll never forget when Too Cool performed the dance in, during the 2000 Royal Rumble. And, Of course, another Rikishi moment that we all remember is when Vince McMahon had had his head shoved up Rikishi's butt. Which actually, Rikishi told an interesting story, uh, especially right before uh, right before they actually came out. Rikishi actually said that he was actually scared, believe it or not, and this is no exaggeration. You can look this up, and I I encourage you to look it up if you don't, if you don't believe me. But the night that Rikishi gave Vince McMahon the stink face, and we all know how it went, how Rock took Vince's head and shoved it literally up Rikishi's ass, Rikishi actually said that earlier that day, he had a big lunch at Taco Bell. So right before you go to work, you have a big lunch at Taco Bell, and then you learn that you're going to give your boss the stink face. You're going to shove your butt in your boss's face. So Rikishi said that he was scared, and I mean scared. Scared that he was actually that he was gonna accidentally shit on Vince McMahon's face. Oh man, especially the way especially the way the stink face went. But and Rikishi even elaborated in that story that he didn't even know what, what he was gonna do until like maybe thirty minutes before before he and the Rock and Vince went out there on, on live television and did that segment. So so R- Rikie, you know, Rikishi tells great stories and and especially about this particular one, because I know I'm already gone off topic, but Rikishi nearly got divorced as a result of his dangerous bump from that Hell in a Cell match. Well, I, he did explain that his family were, were, they were upset at him. And I understand why, because that bump, when Undertaker slammed Rikishi off the top of the cell, right into that flatbed truck... Yeah, that is a dangerous spot. And Rikishi did say in an interview that it was painful. And he even admitted he was scared. He was so scared. And I mean so scared from what I understand. He told The Undertaker, tell my family I love them. One source even indicates that Undertaker told him right before that particular stunt. He probably said, look, if you don't want to do it, we don't, we, don't, we don't have to. Even though it was already planned. Some people, some people say that that spot was improvised. Rikishi actually confronted... And I knew for a long time... No, it was actually on the script. It was supposed to happen. But... But I'm telling you... One source do, did say that Undertaker told Rikishi... Look, we don't have to do this. But Rikishi said, no, we're going to do it. You know... Rikishi was adamant on basically doing his job. So I applaud Rikishi. But, you know, of course, at the same time... I applaud Undertaker because Undertaker was... Basically, justifiably concerned for the safety and well-being of a very, very close coworker, and I would also imagine a very good friend. So Let's not forget, the Undertaker was very, very close to Rikishi's cousin Yokozuna. and Undertaker and Rikishi actually have had history before. So, so I applaud Undertaker as well for being concerned for the safety of, uh, you know, of his friend and his coworker. But you know what? Rikishi did his job. Part of me says, look. He probably said, look, if Vince gets mad that we didn't do the spot, let me talk to Vince, it'll be fine. Because, you know, Undertaker and Vince, you know, again, they, they were, you know, they had, they had a history. So, but, but, but Rikishi was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to, I'm not going to back out of this. Because Rikishi explained that in this particular situation, he could have basically gone with the stunt or or back away. And he chose not to back away because he knew that this would be a moment that everybody would remember. You know, like I said, like, when it comes to Rikishi, there's more than to remember from the guy than dancing and the stink face and all the bonsais and and everything. I mean, that particular stunt from the Hell in a Cell match is one of the most talked about moments, not only in Rikishi's career, but quite frankly, the Attitude Era. So, you know, at that point, really, you know, if, if they hadn't done the stunt, then it it would have just been so bad. But, you know... And I know in uh, in Rikishi, in his interview with Chris Van Vliet, which I strongly, strongly recommend that you watch if you haven't yet, you know, they, he actually had a chance to, re- to rehearse it and practice it. I believe, you know, I think in the interview he said that Shane McMahon actually climbed up, you know, this was way before the show started, that he and Shane McMahon went down to the ring where the cell was and Shane McMahon climbed up and basically instructed Rikishi how to do it like, he basically says that Shane McMahon said, look, you just put your foot, you take a small step, and then you lean back, and then you fall. And Rikishi actually confirmed that Shane McMahon did that particular stunt several times. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Shane McMahon, number one, we all know he's fearless. Not not only so much because he's a McMahon, but, you know, he's just a fearless guy. I mean, we've seen some of the stuff that Shane McMahon does. I mean, remember the Hell in a Cell match he had with, he had with The Undertaker? Remember that time, that Hell in a Cell match he had, he had with Kevin Owens? Remember that stunt? Or that uh, match with uh, at SummerSlam 2000 with uh, Steve Blackman when he fell off that you know that the, that part of the stage. <laughs> the bottom line is Shane McMahon has done some crazy things. Shane McMahon has no fear. So <laughs> I just kind of you know find it interesting. <laughs> Shane climbs up and and then Rikishi even says, "See Rikishi, it's easy." <laughs> so he does it several times and then he even asked him, "You want you want to practice it?" But Rikishi insisted that he would do it when it was showtime. Now, practicing it couldn't have hurt, but I would imagine... Well, number one, let's be honest, and and Rikishi has mentioned this. Shane McMahon and Rikishi are not the same size, and that's an understatement. So, I'd imagine the circumstances and situations are different. Some would say, well, it's not like Shane had to go out there and do the stunt on live television. But let's be honest, Shane went up to the cell and did the stunt several times, so... The only difference is there was no there was nobody in attendance except Rikishi. I would imagine Vince probably came down as well. Maybe some of the other producers and I would imagine some of the other competitors in the match as well. So, you know, you know, and, and even Rikishi, Rikishi even said that now that we're basically we're almost twenty we're over twenty years after. I mean, you know, we're we're over twenty three years now, and he still gets residuals over that bump. I mean, he still gets chills, and you know. I think, too, somehow, someway, it still affects him. And some would say maybe it haunts him. I mean, again, Rikishi did something extremely dangerous. But you know what? It was a moment, so... And the fact that, you know, his family was so mad at that, you know... As he said, he almost got divorced from his family. But, you know, he mentions that... At the time, they didn't understand that's just what we do as performers, as wrestlers. So... But, again, Rikishi's family had every right because they were only concerned... For the safety of his well-being, so... And of course, Rikishi didn't tell his family what he was going to do. I mean, that's how the business goes. You don't... You don't really exactly tell your family what's going on. Especially the kids, because number one, you're not supposed to. And number two, I would imagine that the family would have done anything to prevent this spot from happening. Now, as far as Vince McMahon goes... Part of me says that he told Rikishi that we don't have to do this much like The Undertaker. But... I'm not sure. I mean, as far as it goes now, I, I understand that Vince McMahon obviously, and I'm I'm not sure exactly, you know, the whole situation involving him with this particular stunt. But, you know, I would imagine that, you know, Rikishi when he when he got backstage, from what I understand, you know, he got a, a massive standing ovation. I'm sure Vince McMahon went up to him, you know, shook his hand and told him good job. You know, he was a, he was a happy boss. So, at the end of the day, like I said, Rikishi did as he was told. He did what he needed to do. He did his job. And he gave us a moment that we all remember. So, and I think he even mentions, because fans were fans were chanting, you know, holy bleep, holy bleep. So, because Rikishi ma- basically said that once he landed, he wanted to make sure that he was still alive. So at first he said, well, I could hear them chant holy bleep. So, you know, man, it, it basically, <laughs> man, it, he even mentions at one point his whole nervous system would just went berserk. I mean, huff. He even mentions that if the stunt... If that particular spot had been done incorrectly... As he says, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, so... What I'm trying to say is, is if that spot had gone wrong... Rikishi could have, A, gotten badly injured... Or worse, he could have been killed. And we've seen wrestlers die... In attempts to do certain spots. I mean, Owen Hart comes to mind... And of course, about 10 years ago... Well, I think it was actually in 2015... In Tijuana, Mexico, Rey Mysterio was actually working a match, and in that match, something went wrong, and a wrestler hit his neck on the rope and ended up breaking his neck. So, one little, you see, and we've said this many times in pro wrestling, one tiny little thing could go wrong, it could result in a serious injury, or it can result in death. I mean, the, the late Darren Drozdov, that botched Spinebuster, look what happened. You see? This is when I stress that pro wrestling is not a joke. Pro wrestling is not for everybody. Pro wrestling is extremely dangerous. And again, as I bring up how I'm always worked up when some people have the audacity to call it that certain four-letter word. Look, there's nothing fake about professional wrestling. Yeah, it's scripted. It's choreographed. It's set up and everything. But there's nothing fake about it, okay? When you are in the ring with another wrestler, your safety and your life or in that wrestler's hands, and vice versa. So, you know, and at the same time, under you know, see, an Undertaker being the experienced veteran that he was, I mean, you know, I would imagine, you know what, I can trust this guy. So, and I wouldn't even be surprised if Undertaker was extremely scared. Like, I mean, I, I, part of me think, you know, wonders what was going through the Undertaker's mind after that stunt. Like, looking down and seeing Rikishi. <laughs> it wouldn't even surprise me if, if Undertaker admitted that he was scared that Rikishi was, you know was gone, so, and Rikishi, like, like I said, according to the source, said, and I quote, I didn't even know if I was still alive, trying to move, you know, I was just still, all I could hear was holy bleep, so he mentions, okay, my ears work, but then he was just waiting for his body, so, uh, you know, and he mentions, you know, he, he basically confirmed that, you know, he got a massive standing ovation after the match, and he says it meant a lot to him, I mean, you know, he did his job, and, you know, he, he got respect for it. I mean, he was already, you know, well-respected, but, you know, I think that level of respect just went on a whole different level, so... Oh, man. So. You know, it, 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 look at this. source. You know, this is according to a, a source known as TJR Wrestling. He, he he basically said that when when they were on the cage, the Undertaker told Rikishi he didn't have to do it, but the but the big man was insistent on doing it, so... You see, Rikisha was just was a man of no fear. So, and again, he had already committed to it. He already agreed to do it. It was it was on the script. It was part of the thing. So, <coughs> he he was he was basically he was not gonna he was not gonna avoid doing his job. But but he, he he explains and I quote: "You already prepped your mind, you know. I can only get this opportunity one time. I can either take it or back out, and I chose to take it." And, you know, years later, I'm still getting residuals over 20 years from that bump, unquote. So, it was basically an opportunity to basically create a moment in history in wrestling, and Rikishi took it. So, now Rikishi had already had that moment, you know, again, with the dances and everything, but but Rikishi knew that this was an opportunity that people would remember him aside from giving a stink face or, you know, or, or doing the dances. So, you know... And honestly, you know, it, it takes a lot of guts to do I mean, especially a man of, of, of his size. I mean, I, w- I would imagine that during that time, he was around 400 pounds or so. You know, and, you know, a, a big man, you know, falling off like that. I mean, you know, again, I mean, the fact that the the, the, the truck, I mean, from what I understand, the truck didn't see, seem unfazed, but still, I mean, Rikishi, I mean, you know, you notice, I mean, I don't know exactly what the particular stuff, I mean, there was stuff on that freaking flatbed that maybe made it a little bit soft, but oh but man but when you see rikishi after landing on that truck man obviously he's selling he's obviously selling but i really do believe that he was also you know it hurt i mean i believe him when he says it hurt (laughs) Doing those kinds of bumps it's just it's not a joke but but as i keep you know going off subject i mean the fact that this could have you know nearly you know cost you know cost his marriage and everything i mean I don't know... I mean... I, I don't know exactly... You know... Where we'll go after that... But the fact that... <laughs> he almost got divorced over this... Man... I mean... I would imagine... Yeah... His wife... I mean... <laughs> I would imagine... You know... So so now I'm kind of wondering... I wonder if his wife called him... You know... Immediately after the match... Or you know, after the show... And probably like that... Or... You know... If he... Once he came home... After, after the... Once he came home from the road... If you know... If his family was waiting at the door... With their arms... Uh... Folded like this... And... Man... But... Again... It's understandable that they were pissed off, but Rikishi explained that at the time, they didn't understand that that's just what wrestlers do. I mean, taking bumps is just part of the job, and taking serious bumps is just another part of the job. In order to be a professional wrestler, a prerequisite is your willingness to do things that you that seem unimaginable. Doing something that, in some cases, has never been done before. Now, especially because we all know how Mick Foley in that infamous Hell in a Cell match with the Undertaker, you know, like that. So, oh man. I mean, as I mentioned, you know, that particular bump is still talked about talked about today. So, so hats off to Rikishi for having the courage to take such a dangerous bump, and major kudos for him to basically being committed and dedicated to doing his job to the best of his ability. You know, that's how you succeed in the business. You do what you're told. You you make a commitment. You stick to your commitment. You fulfill your commitment. So, man, I'm just glad that things worked out for him. He was able, you know, as far as the family goes, but, you know, and he even mentions that, you know, despite the backlash, Rikishi basically said that this, you know, that, you know, I would imagine in his case, despite the backlash, he doesn't regret it. So, I mean, again, you know, it's it's a it's a moment of history that we're still talking about today. So, I am pretty sure that many wrestling fans, at least once a week, go on YouTube to actually watch that to watch that particular spot because it's just so iconic. So, but you know, to me, you know, Rikishi has just you know the the whole character, you know, you know, because you know, people a lot of people you know didn't even know that before he was Rikishi. He actually had been in the company for quite a while. I mean, before that. He was actually <clears throat> he was part of a tag team I think with with a cousin, um I think I think it was Sam Mu at first and then, and then I'm, I forgot who the other one was but he was part of a tag team known as the Head Shrinkers and after that he was re- he briefly had a he had a gimmick I think it was known as Make a Difference like the, the Make a Difference uh, character which is considered to be one of the biggest failed experiments in pro wrestling and then he became the Sultan and then disappeared and then became Rikishi so. You know, Rikishi had just basically worked his way around in the company to make it to that point. So, so when he became Rikishi, I mean, it was to be the top run of, uh, in the business. So, you know, of course, wearing uh, you know, wearing wrestling in a thong, everything like that. I mean, you know, again, Rikishi, you know, fully dedicated and committed to the business. You know, to to do something. So, you know, at that at, at that point, you know, the the hard work had paid off, and the rest is history. You know. And there's a lot of things I want to thank Rikishi for, but I feel like it's not only Rikishi that I need to thank, but, you know, Scotty Tuhati, and, of course, the late, great Brian Christopher. I really wish there was a way that I could thank them all for the dances because the dances just meant... They meant a lot to me. I loved seeing Too Cool Dance. In fact, I loved it so much that there was times where my brother and I would get up and do it. So... You know, and I'm not I'm not afraid to admit, but I am embarrassed to say I mean <laughs> I'm a horrible dancer, so I would imagine, so. <laughs> so me trying to do the same dance moves as Rikishi was pretty difficult. I mean, my my brother trying to do the worm worm like Scotty Tuhati, it obviously didn't work. Uh, my third my my youngest brother, you know, who was way too young at the time, but the bottom line is Rikie the, the post match dance routines. I mean, they got, it, it got over so well with the fans. I mean, the fans loved it. I mean, to the ovations and everything. I mean, I'll never forget when Too Cool danced with the Dudley Boys. That's a moment I, that, that's something I watch at least once a day. I'll be honest. And, you know, and of course for me during that time, you know, getting bullied at school and everything that was going on at home with, with my parents constantly arguing and, just, you know, some of the things, you know, that I was going through at home as well. So, you know, as I said, rest, pro, watching pro wrestling, pro wrestling was one, it was one of my escapes from, uh, from the day-to-day painful experiences in my life, so, you know, I'm forever grateful to Rikishi and Too Cool, so, you know, and I would say when Rikishi turned heel, well, that's another story for another time, but we all know how that went, but, you know, Rik- Rikishi is an iconic character, a great wrestler, great entertainer, and Rikishi, you know, put a lot of positivity, especially from what I was going through as a kid, I mean, the dances and, and everything, you know, they put a smile on my face, so I'm thankful for Rikishi. I'm thankful for, for Too Cool. Brian Christopher, rest in peace. So to Rikishi, to Scotty Tuhati, to the late, great Brian Christopher, a.k.a. Grandmaster Sexte, thank you all very much. The dances are still entertaining to me today, and they forever will be. Back to Rikishi. Man. Huh. A lot of stuff that he did, we still talk about it today. Same thing with Too Cool. The Attitude Era is still on our minds. And from wrestling fans from my generation that was through the Attitude Era, we are very, very grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find Ringside Chaos anywhere you get your podcasts. Here's what I need you to do. Hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you won't be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Also, another reminder that Ringside Chaos is now kindly accepting donations. If you would like to leave a donation, you can do so through Cash App, through Venmo, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can do so with a YouTube thanks. You can also find all the information for a donation on the episode description. But please keep in mind, it's totally up to you. Please don't feel obligated to do it. Because again, it's the love and support that means more to me than anything. So ladies and gentlemen... Loyal listeners, thank you so much, have a good one, and God bless.